0: Open Laporta! He's got it! And he's got his first NFL touchdown!
1: Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
2: Uh, Fox with the call from this past weekend. A lot of regrets in my life. One of the biggest ones drafting like. Dalton, Kincaid, and others over Sam Laporta. Uh, Sam Laporte's already like one of like the five best tight ends in the league for the Detroit Lions, been an absolute monster thus far this season. Who would have thunk it? Uh, tight ends coming out of Iowa, pretty good in the National Football League. Sam Laporte and the Lions uh, coming up tomorrow night on Thursday night. We'll travel to the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. We'll ask Eric Eager about that game and more coming up in a moment. Twenty minutes from now, though, it'll be time for Lochmas, day three of Lochmas. Uh Santa Barkley is here. That's uh the great Ken Barkley, who's gonna tell you how to confident title futures right now in college football, we will focus in on the Big 12. Power Hour, final hour of the show, will feature all our bets for tonight. And uh, if you're watching us on Stadium right now and you're wondering, hey, like one of the guys going to talk about Damian Lillard getting traded to Milwaukee, we did it the entire first hour of the show from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern time. You can find all of that in podcast form. Just search "You Bet" wherever you find your podcasts. Joining us right now to talk Packers and Lions and the rest of the comings and goings in the National Football League for week four is the great Eric Eager from Sumer Sports, one my favorite follows on Twitter when it comes to the National Football League, like going after the idiots on Twitter, and I really appreciate appreciate that because I want to do it, and I don't, and I appreciate what Eric does interspersed with very, very smart things said about the NFL. It's a great account on Twitter, at EricEager underscore, and you got to check out the Sumer Sports Football Show. Eric is a co-host, the other co-host, former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov, a Tim Scanlon client. Eric, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Week 4.
0: Hey, it's great to be on, Nick. I, I really enjoyed your um your quarter on uh, the uh, the Hammer Live Show. I thought it was a lot of fun. You're you're uh, very entertaining. Uh, you and Rob talking football.
2: Thank you.
1: What'd you what'd you do What'd you do on the Hammer? What'd you say? Say anything
2: uh, good? I, I, just, I mean, I was being my usual thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Be, being really mad or really outraged. Like, nothing, and then like honestly, like, like,
2: nothing, like, nothing's bad. Baker missed Mike Evans, like, while I was on, and I kind like, of, oh. ble- like, blew my top about that. But, yeah, it was just, yeah. like, the normal thing. That was, like, normal, normal Nick Costos. I appreciate
1: it. The live sweats. Things that, things that would also be tweeted, probably uh, during the game, if you were watching. Uh, Eric, why don't we start with, I know you're kind of not, like, driving the Lions, like, bandwagon this year. You were driving it last year. We have it on all the time, talk about Lions games. But they are playing in the Thursday night game, so we should probably talk about it. Not sure if... Uh, Christian Watson and Aaron Jones are both going to play listed questionable. So your answer can kind of, you know, if you want to say like, well, if they play, I like this team totally fine. Uh, Jair Alexander, Bakhtiari, like we'll, we'll get more clarity on the Packers injury report and who's going to play later in the week. Um, But as of right now, uh, tomorrow night, lions by one, one and a half total 46. Uh, What do you make of Thursday night football?
0: Yeah, it looks like Devontae Campbell, David Bakhtiari both ruled out. They're still open, I think, with Aaron Jones and Christian Watson. I have to check back in on J.R. Alexander. I think the Packers, I mean, look, this is the first time since at least as far back as uh, 1999, so that's as far back as my data set went, that the Detroit Lions are favored in Lambeau Field against a non-backup quarterback, uh, which is, which is kind of crazy. I, I like Green Bay in this one. You know, anything better than a pick 'em. I think it should be a pick 'em. And, and Detroit right now is at least laying a few cents on the money line and a point, a point and a half on the spread. Uh, you know, Detroit's banged up. Green Bay's banged up. I, I like Dan Campbell a lot. I think Matt LaFleur is getting his shine right now as, as a top five or six coach in the league. And I think that that plays through on on Thursday night. I,
2: I actually think I think I saw someone like write this. I think it's been like since the late 80s that that's the case with the Lions and the Packers and the points spread. Definitely since like the pre brett Favre era, maybe even the pre-Magic Man era as well. Don Magikowski. Uh, so we talked the Thursday game. Eric, let's go to the first game on Sunday. Played in jolly old uh, London, England with the Jaguars and the Falcons. Jacksonville at our show sponsor, BetMGM, the king of sports books. Jaguars, a three point quote unquote home favorite. Total here is 43-and-a-half. Uh, both Ken and I think this is a bounce-back spot for the Jags, maybe more scoring than expected. What say you Sunday morning in London?
0: Yeah, I think if, you know, Atlanta plus three-and-a-half was probably, you know, reasonable. I think at plus, you know, at plus three now, I can't play it. I think Atlanta, you know, Jacksonville's not particularly good defensively. I think personnel-wise there, they were always overrated. I think that their ability to win the South is a little tenuous. Uh, And this is somebody who liked Detroit. I liked Jacksonville a lot last year, especially down the stretch. That being said, Desmond Ritter is not a viable quarterback right now. And so I I think the Jaguars with a great coach, Doug Peterson, I think they bounce back. Uh, I think if anything, you have to lay three here. Um, I'm not, I don't have a huge opinion on this game, but if I had to uh, at the current prices, I think laying three with Jacksonville is the only option.
1: Eric, best game on Sunday, almost certainly going to be Miami at Buffalo, just in terms of, I mean, it could be a blowout, I guess, but just in terms of ramifications, appeal, you have two MVP caliber quarterbacks, two teams that really think they can win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, Miami, oh, actually still between two and a half and three. Saw a couple of books move, but Buffalo is still about a two and a half, three point favorite in this game at home. The total is still 54 and a half. Looks like Jalen Waddle going to play for Miami. Any thoughts on Dolphins and Bills on Sunday?
0: Yeah, this is one where I marked it down in my, you know, when I, I print out the, the sheet whenever I, I run my models. And it's like, I looked at this one, I said, you're too low on Miami, you're too high on Buffalo. This was last week in the look-ahead lines, And then last week happened. I still, think you get, I still think the Bills at minus two and a half is a good play. Um, you know, you're fading some of the stuff that Miami does that's probably uh, a little unsustainable when they don't play a team that just gave up 35 points to Washington as well, you know, uh, or sorry, did something against somebody who did, who gave up 35 points against Washington as as the uh, Denver Broncos did. Uh, I think that, you know, the Buffalo Bills, you throw week one out of it, you know, they're one of the Super Bowl favorites, and a lot of, you know, I think they're getting overlooked by how great Miami has looked so far. Uh, I, If anything, I, I think it's Buffalo minus two and a half. Three is probably too many, as everybody knows, but minus two and a half. If you can get that flat, uh, I, I think that's a pretty good play on Buffalo.
2: You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken. It is a wonderful football Wednesday, and we are talking week four in the NFL with our guest, Eric Eager from Sumer Sports. Eric on Twitter, at Eric Eager, underscore. Eric, so many really fascinating games to talk about. I'm curious to get your thought on what we'll see from Joe Burrow and the Bengals' offense on Sunday on the road in Tennessee against the Titans. Uh, Bengals, a a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. Total in the game is 41. Do you look at this as like a a buy-low opportunity on Cincinnati? How are you betting this, if at all, Bengals at Titans?
0: Yeah, it has to be Cincinnati or nothing. My issue is, and and I think – this is just – it's really apparent to see this when you look at Dak Prescott, when you look at um, Joe Burrow. The, the value of, like, a robo quarterback with the, the truly elite skills like Justin Herbert and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes really shows up when the quarterback's hurt. I think the delta between healthy Burrow and injured Burrow is pretty big in that he can't move around. He can't really step into his throws. Uh, and it, and it, you get some flutter balls like you saw on, on Monday night now. Uh, you know, the, the Titans match up like kind of where Cincinnati's weak, uh, which is, you know, uh, defensive line with, with, with some of those guys that they have up there, Simmons and, and Landry and things like that, if they're healthy. I, I, can't, I don't really have, you know, a wager on this game. I would say that, you know, Cincinnati would be the side if I, if I had to pick just because I think, uh, you know, Tennessee has just had a really hard time moving the football this year, and, and I think they're going to have one basically the whole season.
1: Eric, we just did two games there. Obviously, we talked about Tua and Josh Allen. Tua is the favorite to win Most Valuable Player right now. I'm sure you saw that. Josh Allen, kind of just behind him, along with Patrick Mahomes, who's in that mix, obviously as well, won the award last year. Uh, Joe Burrow, a little bit further back, about twenty to one. Do you, do you have an idea on MVP? Obviously, we you know we're about to hit the quarter pole of the season through Week Four, uh, the Sunday's games. But just like. You know, Tua's already down to a pretty low price. Could you realistically see that happening? Do you think someone else is more likely to win? Just a through three weeks kind of update here on MVP I think would be great.
0: Yeah, I would still lay the no price on Tua. Um, it's so wild, right? We remember last year I was on your show and you had, uh, Patrick Mahomes throws three interceptions against Denver uh, right around Thanksgiving, and they they move uh, Jalen Hurts to minus 150, and in the end, it really wasn't a, a contention. Like my issue with kind of like non-elite quarterbacks, and I know the two and on people will get after me about this, but like for the guys who are like the second tier of quarterbacks, still very good, but you know, kind of Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, guys like that. There's always going to be the ebbs and flows that the market's going to ultimately end up preferring a Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, even Justin Herbert, 40 of 47. Against Minnesota last week, so I would I would sell Tua to win MVP. Um, I I just I just can't see it over a sustained uh, time in the season. Also, you know the early games matter a lot to people, but they also provide a baseline upon which Tua will always be judged. And so if you see him later in the year having good but not great games, people are always going to say like, what happened to Tua because of the prior that's been pushed out of the seventy points that they just scored against Denver. So I think I would, you know, Mahomes or Allen, I would prefer Allen. I'm bullish on Buffalo this year. I would prefer Allen. And I think if you want to bet Allen, you do it now before they win the game against Miami this weekend.
2: Well, it's going to be difficult if Miami's going to win the game. Just like apparently me versus the world, the the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills game with all the guests we've had on the show (laughs) this week. Hey, listen, I've been wrong before and I'll be wrong again. Uh, Eric, would love your thought on this Cowboys-Patriots game on Sunday in Dallas where at BetMGM – Basically, number in between 6.5 and and 7. Like, I bet MGM it is Cowboys minus 7, but juiced towards New England. Total in the game is 43. Uh, Big-time bounce-back spot for Dallas after the stunning loss last week in the desert. Do you think the Patriots keep this one close?
0: I think Dallas wins by margin. Um, I remember—now, it's funny because we have that 17th game now. Like, these teams don't play every four years. We had the Dallas versus New England game in 2021 in New England— Dallas ended up covering in an overtime touchdown by Stevie Lamb. And, I, and the points spreads it's moved since that game, but I don't think it's moved enough. Dallas has, like, fortified their defense. Uh, Dak is healthy. Um, and the Patriots, look, they did the right thing and just basically punted all game against the Jets, and that's a way to win, and Buffalo didn't figure that out week one. Um, but that team can't move the football very effectively. And defensively, I think that they're good. At, at limiting a a great offense in the in the mid 20s, I just don't know if that's going to be enough with Dallas's defense learning that they ha- they lost Trayvon Diggs late last week. Now knowing that a priori, like I think I think the New England Patriots are just going to have a hard time scoring, and it's and it's going to mean that Dallas, if they score in the mid 20s, is going to cover that spread.
1: Eric, you mentioned before with with the Dolphins and their 70 point game, like giving you a prior like a data point that now maybe makes you think like, how much do I change my rating based off what's happened? How much better is this team because of this one game that they played? I'm curious either what your numbers or just kind of what you intuitively think of what we've seen from the Arizona Cardinals so far this year, like how much of what you think of them can still be preseason when they were expected to be like intentionally losing games and had the lowest win total in the league and how much of your rating should be what we've actually seen through three weeks, which has been really optimistic, honestly, like could have beaten Washington didn't could have beaten the giants for sure. led by 21 didn't, beat dallas by double that's the only three games we have of them they're a 14 point dog to san francisco now I, I like san francisco in the game i laid 14 but i i totally get that arizona might be like good or at least different than i thought how do you kind of assess the three weeks of the cardinals so far
0: yeah i mean they legitimately beat up dallas like that wasn't a fluky game uh they had a you know, they've had a second half lead in all three games so far um so this is a team that is is being competitive. I think once you start seeing injuries, once you start seeing, um, you know, the league catch up a little bit to Josh Dobbs, it'll eventually be what it's supposed to be as far as them, you know, ending up with the first pick. But they are competitive. And, I, yeah, I've moved them up about a point in my power ratings. Um, it's not drastic. and I still have them as the worst team in the league. But it's, it's impressive how hard they're playing, for sure. And that just means, like, yeah, if you're laying 14 with a San Francisco team off a big rest, Probably not bad, but you'd at least think second you know twice about it uh, as far as that's concerned, especially early in the season before you know this team truly knows how bad they are.
2: Eric, we have a solid like minute left for this final answer. Any game that we have not yet discussed on the board for week four could be a side, could be a total. What is like your strongest take or your favorite bet on a game that we have not yet discussed coming up this weekend in the National Football League?
0: Yeah, you're not going to like this that much uh, because I'm going to look at Monday night and I'm, you know, for the second time, there's a primetime game. And I said this on your show last week where I think the wrong team was favored. And now I think the market has swung back towards Seattle a little bit. I have to look at the screen, but like Seattle should be probably minus 130 in the game Monday night against the giants. And, you know, the giants are banged up, you know, tackles are, are injured. Saquon Barkley might come back, but like Saquon Barkley's is a very good, healthy running back. I don't think he's a great injured running back, and so I just don't know. I know Seattle's banged up, but they're going to get Tyreek Woolen back in all likelihood. I just think they should be favored in that game, and uh, I'm not sure why they aren't. Maybe people like, uh, you know, like Ken said, you know, they're sticking to their priors from Week One, where they kind of got beat up by the the Rams. The last two games, I think Seattle, at least offensively, has been very professional, uh, and and I think that that'll be enough against the Giants team that's really shorthanded.
2: Look, I'd I'd like for the Giants to win every game they ever play as a franchise, but if I'm being honest, and we talked about this earlier in the week on the show... My projected point spread of the game is the Seahawks' favorite as well. I I do think that hashtag wrong team favorite applies here with the Seahawks and the Giants coming up on Monday night. We'll see what the injury report says. I do think the Seahawks are better than the Giants, and I grew up a major fan of the New York football Giants. Uh, Eric, we sincerely appreciate it, as always. Want everyone to follow Eric on Twitter. He's a great follow, at EricEager underscore. Does great work with our friends at Sumer Sports. You can also catch him on the Hammer. My friend, thank you very much for the time. Enjoy the games. Good luck with the bets. We'll catch up with you next week.
0: Nick, Ken, take
2: care. Have a good one. Our, our good friend. We, we should call him like E squared. Double E. E squared. Double E. Yeah. E money. E squared. E money yeah, is That's all bad. Yeah, it's E-motor. all uh, We'll try to make money. Next segment. Lock miss. Ken Barkley telling us how to bet conference title futures in college football.
1: We'll be right back with You Better You Bet. Presented by BetMGM. <laughs> On the BetQL Network.